Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to It Is What It Is, powered by The Riot Report. My name is Josh Klein. I am managing editor of said Riot Report. Hope that you are enjoying your Tuesday morning. Uh, Today we've got for you the day after press conferences from Panthers head coach Matt Rule, quarterback Teddy Bridgewater, and a couple of big guys on the offensive and defensive line. You've got right guard John Miller and defensive lineman Zach Kerr, both of whom are incredibly interesting to talk to and uh, super, super good quotes. Uh, So I would encourage you, you may say to yourself, oh, Zach Kerr, John Miller, I'll just skip those after I hear from Teddy B. But um, I would definitely definitely listen to John Miller, if nothing else, than for the hilarious story of how he got his nickname, Big Boosie, um, after he showed up. You know what? I don't want to ruin it for you. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but um, I, I would definitely recommend uh, listening to John Miller. And then Zach Kerr had a lot of really cool things to say about Derek Brown and uh, and the problems that the Panthers are having on run defense. So uh, just just smart, smart guys. So I, w- I would definitely encourage you to listen to both of those, as well as Teddy Bridgewater, who talked a little bit about how um, one of the stories of his career is the fact that you know the fans always lament him not being on the team after he's gone. Um, he wasn't able to kind of connect with the Minnesota fans, had that one big season, then got injured, uh, New Orleans, New York, now even here because of COVID and, and following Cam Newton doesn't get the, the chance to, uh, to interact and be that face of the franchise. And, um, it's just, it, it was an interesting thing to hear from him. And then obviously Matt rule talks to you a little bit through, um, what happened in Sunday's game and then gives an injury update on, on Christian McCaffrey that you may want to hear. So a lot of good stuff today. Um, if you are interested in some more analysis, uh, jokes, and uh, interesting podcasting, I would encourage you to check out One Day Contract, Quick Blitz, Out of the Black and Blue, uh, all the rest of the podcasts on the Riot Network, and then podcasts that are not on the Riot Network. A lot of good stuff out there, um, but I'm not going to name them. You can go out there and find them yourselves. Uh, I would encourage you to go and check out our stuff, especially One Day Contract. I mean, I'm on that. If you enjoy my dulcet tones or if you're just frantically skipping through 15 seconds at a time to get to Matt Rule, here he is, Matt Rule, Teddy Bridgewater, Zach Kerr, and John Miller. Panthers are 3-2. and two. Coach Rule joining us now. Coach, Chris on your end? I can, yes, sir. All right, perfect. Uh, we're all ready to go, so Coach, you can start it off, and then uh, we'll open it up for questions. Uh, appreciate everybody being with us. Um, obviously, uh, pleased with yesterday, pleased with uh, our approach, excited to come back home and play the Bears. Um, I know you guys will have a ton of questions about uh, uh, injuries, but you know, with the volume of guys that were banged up, uh, we're still working our way through all of that, so I'll... Uh, I'll share an update on Wednesday uh, when I do the injury report. Um, with that, I'll see what questions you guys have. All right, let's start with the first question. Hey, Matt, David here. Uh, congratulations on the win. I've got two questions. I'll ask the first one. Uh, the Bears have announced they've adjusted their schedule due to, a, due to a positive COVID test. What, if anything, have you heard from the league or the Bears about possible things that uh, we might have to adjust moving forward? To be quite honest, that's the first I've heard of that. Um, I've been locked in my office watching the game from yesterday, you know, rewatching it and then um, getting ready for, you know, getting ready for, you know, start watching the bear. So that's the first I've heard of that. Second question was, we've been asking about Robbie Anderson every week and um, he continues to amaze. What is different in Robbie in terms of a route runner and as a person since his days at Temple? 
think he's the same person. I think, you know, obviously like, like all guys, he's matured, you know, but I thought he matured a lot during his time there um, at, at Temple. You know, he was there for a year, left, came back, paid his own way to go to school for a year, played really well, uh, left for another year, left, left that year because of academics and came back. But I thought when he came back, he was mature. He was introspective. Uh, he was a great team. That's why I, you know, I had the confidence to, to vouch for him with Marty and, and Mr. Tepper this year. I, I know the type of person that he is. In terms of as a route runner, you know, I, I know he had this uh, moniker of being like a, a deep ball guy only, but, you know, I saw him. I saw he has unique ability to track the ball. He's courageous. You know, he'll catch the ball underneath. His catch and run um, skills are outstanding. So, you know, we, we, we saw him, and I think Joe, as Joe studied him and as Frizz, who coached him, but they studied him in the NFL, they saw signs of his ability to catch the ball underneath like he's doing right now. So um, I'm, I'm excited for him, but, but none of it comes as a surprise. Um, you know, we, we have a lot of confidence in, in who he is and the type of player he is. All right, let's go to Miles Simmons and then Skylar Callahan. Matt, uh, what's working right now with pass protection? Um, you guys have not given up any sacks in the last couple um, I mean, I think we're doing a good job of, of making sure that, uh, A, we handle the blitz. Um, our guys are working together up front uh, as, a, as an old line to, to, to handle the four-man rush. Our backs and the tight ends get, get involved to chip when needed. And I think Teddy, most importantly, Teddy uh, does a great job of directing the protections to handle the blitzes and to make sure we have the most favorable matchups in, in our dropback protections. And then the ball gets out quickly. Guys get open. Um, a lack of sacks and a lack of of quarterback pressures is as much on the receivers as it is on the offensive line. And I know, you know, maybe that sounds you know counterintuitive, but it's not. Um, the sooner you can open, the sooner the ball can get out of the quarterback's hands. And so I think, uh, I think like, like all of our other positions, you know, our offensive line, it gets better and better each week. Hey, Matt, congrats on the win. I hate to turn to the negatives, but uh, six and a half yards per carry for Atlanta yesterday. Uh, what did you see from the run defense? Was it just not filling gaps, not finishing tackles, anything that you saw in particular? Well, uh, you know, we know that they were going to come in and, and run the football. Um, that, you know, that's, 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 you know, who they are, and, and they do it really well. Um, I thought the biggest issue was just in, in our movements, our defensive line, not, not getting in the gap and really making it a, 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 an unclear picture for our, for our linebackers. And then obviously the one explosive run, you know, those explosive runs, you know, they'll, they'll really change the stats in, in a hurry, as you know. So um, we have to, we have to negate the long run, the long touchdown run. And then, you know, to me, you just have to keep fighting to make five yard runs, three yard runs. And, and uh, I think it really starts up front with us being more disciplined about being in our gap. Uh, it's not optional. We're not playing optional one gap football. And uh, that's something that, you know, we have to address this week. Let's go to Joe Person and then Jason Huber. Hey, Matt, I have two as well. I'll ask the first one. Is there any area where you guys are ahead of schedule, not necessarily wins and losses, but just uh, areas that you think that you're even further along than you would have? Um, I don't really have a schedule in my mind, you know, like I, to me, I'm just like, you know, I, I, I've said, I think I've said a couple of times the first year, you're just trying to find the right guys and, and then have them to buy into the process that you're doing. I think, I think they're doing that. Um, so I, I would say in that regard, I think our guys, you know, even, even before the wins have been bought into the process and the things that we're doing. Um, 
I think Joe, I think, I think the development of the young players, like, you know, a lot of, a lot of twos have had to play, especially on defense. And in the last three weeks, we've had a, we've had a two score lead in the fourth quarter and the other team's gone to like fast, no huddle. And, and I think I'm right in saying that the two score lead the last two weeks, um, the last three weeks going back to that chargers game. And so we've had to play a lot of guys on defense. And, you know, I think when you're looking at veterans out there playing and you're looking at rookies, I think that that, that indicates not only good coaching, but good practice habits by the players that the young guys are getting developed. And that's, you know, to me, that's, that, that's important. And I think the third area where we've made the most growth is our special teams. It wasn't a standout this past game, but, you know, even being able to punt the ball down there and make a tackle for no gain and make a big hit. Those are things that, um, as I watched the tape last year, I didn't see at the end of last year. And, and um, uh, Chase has done a great job in terms of, you know, getting our special teams uh, to the level that it is right now. And there's, there's still a lot further to go. And then uh, wondered if you, uh, obviously tough news with Dan Quinn. I wondered if you had said anything to him yesterday or reached out since you know, I talked to him before and after the game. He was unbelievably uh, kind and uh, warm to me. It's the first time I'd ever met him. I, I don't know, Dan. I, I have not reached out to him um, just because, I, you know, I, I don't really know him. But it's probably uh, – someone asked me that earlier. It's probably something I should do um, moving forward. Hey, Matt. With all the praise that you gave Mike Davis all off season, and then when he had to fill in for Christian. But now that you've last three games, what, if anything, has – you know, kind of that you didn't see with him before that maybe, you know, he's impressed you even more that some certain skill or anything that he's shown you that you guys didn't. Well, I wouldn't say we, not, not, not that we didn't expect that'd be the only thing I'd qualify. I mean, I think, I think the one thing that he's doing that I hadn't seen was his ability to run through contact um, because we don't, you know, because we had no preseason games, we can't really tackle it a lot during training camp. So, you know, he, you know, we thud and the ball carrier kind of gets thudded and stops, but uh, so imp- the, the the run that sums up the day for me yesterday was I think it was the screen where he reversed field and he you know he ran through a couple of tacklers to get out of bounds so it was it was elite um, physical attributes but also really really good mental awareness of the situation I think that was right before and um, you know that's the thing for me that you know I kept saying it you know I, I we we knew that Mike was a good back Joe knew he was a good fit Jeff Nixon who to me, you know, when Jeff says he likes a back, I always trust him because he's, he's been right over the years so much. Um, he really thought that Mike would do this. I mean, we, we thought that this is who Mike Davis is. But to see him, you know, again, the, the physical nature of, you know, trying to punish defenders, carrying piles for an extra yard, an extra two yards, those are the things that, that don't, you don't notice in the moment, but they, they add up over time. And, and um, you know, just because the way we have to practice, I, I don't know that I ever saw that, but I'm seeing it now. Let's go to Elena Getzenberg and then Mike Solarte. Um, I have two as well, but sorry, I was curious what went into the decision to have two guards inactive yesterday and kind of what was the plan if someone, God forbid, had gone down? Yeah, Trent, Trent Scott's been playing guard for us um, and tackle. Like, he, you know, he, he played guard until Russell got hurt. So Trent's kind of a swing all-four guy. Um, Greg, obviously, with Russell's um, – uh, injury, you know, so Greg was up Trent because he can, you know, play guard and play tackle. So he gives us another, you know, tackle and then Tyler to just make sure we have another center and Tyler also can play guard. So um, those are always hard decisions. I mean, I, I love, I love Dennis. I love Sco. Those guys are, they've played a lot of football for us, but just with our injuries at tackle or, or the past couple of weeks at tackle knew we needed some bodies up there and then Trent would go inside if needed or Tyler. Uh, 
And then I was curious, I know you don't want to talk about injuries yet with Dante or anything like that, but what did you see from Troy Pride yesterday? You know, he ended up playing most of the game. And Troy's getting better and better and better and better. He's getting more and more confident. And I I always feel like for a corner, I've always felt like they need to get at some point burned for a touchdown and then come back and and play well and be like, okay, I survived that. I don't, I don't know that it has to happen to Troy. I think maybe more it's just he has to he has to have that moment, that aha moment where he says, hey, I can do this. I'm good enough to play at this level. I'm good enough to play, man. And I, he's playing like he, he's already had that moment. He's out there playing with confidence, um, uh, you know, doing a good job. There's things for him to work on. There's things for all of us to work on. But uh, the more he plays, the better and better he'll get. Um, you know, he's not getting all the reps because, we you know, we repped Dante all week as well. They, they shared the reps in, in Rasul. And, um, but then he got a chance to play a lot of plays in the game and playing against a great receiver in Ridley. And, um, you know, so he'll learn from this game uh, just like all of us will. Hey, man. I only have one. I'm just <laughs> going to give you one. Um, I know you guys are a team, but as a coach that has built and, and kind of read resurrected programs and team now through five games. I mean, where everybody's feeling that they got, they're all pulling the oars in the same direction. And, you know, I, I, the only, I guess the only person that can really sense that would be you because you, you're around these guys and you know how they, they're coming together. And, and yeah, I think the week after the Buccaneers team, uh, a Buccaneers game um, was a week that we could have, you know, fractured or we could have uh, come together. I feel like we've come together. Uh, each of the last, uh, well, I guess that'd be three weeks, each of the last three weeks. But I also believe that being a team um, is, is a daily ongoing process. You know, like you, you, you could be a great team last week and then all of a sudden um, injuries can affect you. All of a sudden um, complacency can affect you. All of a sudden you know, discontent can affect you. You know, why is he playing more than me? Why is he catching this ball? All, all those things can happen. So to, it's just like a family, just like a marriage, just like being a parent. Um, I'm only as good a parent as my last interaction with my kids. And we're only as good a team as our last interaction with each other. So I thought we played like a great team yesterday. I thought we were a team that played for each other and had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, but we will have to, we will have to do that again uh, this week. All right, let's go to Jonathan Alexander and then Steve Reed. Hey Matt, um, hope you're well. I don't know if this counts as a question that you want to answer Wednesday, but uh, Christian has been on IR for the past three weeks. And I'm just wondering where is he in rehab? And um, is there any way you could activate him uh, this week? Or Yeah, he, I think uh, Christian, um, I think I'm okay saying this. He'll get a series of tests this week just to see his, uh, or I think today to get see his uh, progress. So we'll, um, you know, once the doctors say he's clear and he feels like he, He's clear and we'll, we'll activate him. Um, but I don't, you know, I'm not sure exactly when that'll be. Well, Jonathan stole my question, Matt. Um, <laughs> what is, what is, um, can you still keep him on IR um, moving forward? Um, if, if he's not ready this week, is that correct? Does he have to come yes, off this, this week? No, he does not have to come okay. off. It's, it's, it's based on, um, I guess, him and his health. Okay. So would you, would you, would you think it's a long shot for the Bears this week for him? I mean, it's a four to six week injury. I, yeah, I, w- I, w- I wouldn't want to be hypothetical with it. I'd, I'd, uh, I'd wait and see how things go today and then on this day. You know, I, I would, I'd want to have the doctors tell me based on tests and all that. All right, let's go to Chris Jenkins and then Miles Simmons. Hey, Coach, I know you mentioned that you were in the room watching a lot of film and you said that you guys won as the coaching staff. 
uh, review games, even if you win as if you lost. I was wondering what you could share, uh, pro good and bad, from your further observation of reviewing the tape. Yes, I mean, still too many pre-snap penalties. You know, jump off sides twice on defense. We've false start on off. Uh, field goal protection is, still isn't where it needs to be. Um, uh, I thought defensively, you know, we didn't always set an edge to the defense. Too many, you know, crack toss runs around the edge that we have to defend better. Um, again, I talked about the D-line, the movements and getting in their gaps and really defining things. So to, to give up a couple, you know, long, longer runs and then one explosive run is, is frustrating uh, for us. Um, I thought uh, – and then I thought offensively, um, you know, uh, I thought we did a lot of good things. We still have this lull coming out of the, the second half. I mean, we scored 14 points. With four minutes and 35 seconds left in the first half, it was – you know, we were losing six to seven. And we scored 14 points in the last four minutes, which is, you know, we talk about the middle eight, the last four minutes of the first half, the first four minutes of the second half, which was our best all year. And it won the game for us, but came out of the half. And again, on offense, you know, we're not able to move the ball at the level that, you know, we're accustomed to. So we've got to be better on offense coming out of the half. And, uh, you know, we simulated a halftime last week just to get our, our minds prepared for it. And I think it worked on, you know, defense to a degree, but just not on offense at the level that we want. So there's a lot of things that we have to get way, way better at um, quickly. Matt, uh, there's only one target to a tight end yesterday. Now, is that a concern at all? Or, I mean, because you're moving the ball and scoring points, does it really matter where the production comes from? Yeah, I don't ever worry about where the production comes from, but I do think you want to be balanced in the way that you approach things. Um, there were a lot of uh, plays that, you know, would be called that were called that would have the tight end early in the progression. Um, you know, if they cover him, then we go to the next guy. So uh, our whole passing game is, you know, really progression based, you know, Hey, throw it to him. If he's not open, throw it to him. If he's not open, throw it to him. And, um, um, you know, I think there were a lot of plays that were called where the tight end could have gotten the ball and, and just uh, with the nature of how they covered it, where it, you know, wasn't open. All right, guys, we have time for a couple more. Let's go to Skyler and then Mike Slarte. Hey, Matt, Alex Armour has been a guy that has played a pretty pivotal role, I would say, over the last couple of weeks and has kind of taken that opportunity right with it. What have you seen from him and how important has he been for this offense the last three weeks? Well, the really the last two weeks um, – I've been I, I've been really pleased with the way Alex has played, and it might not always be in the first half, but you know we've had we've had the ball and, and we've been able to run off five six minutes whatever the time has been at the end of games uh, to cement the lead and win the game, and we put a fullback in a lot of times to do that. So whether he's been carrying the football or leading the way on power and, and the different runs that we run, I think Alex has been an impact player. And that was always my challenge to him. Don't, you know, the fullback can't be the guy that, you know, fits things up. He's got to be a hammer and he's done that. The other thing about Alex is he plays really well in special teams. And um, uh, last week, this past week, when, you know, Mike went down, Mike got stepped on, you know, um, Alex ran right into the game and, and was a third down slash passing game, you know, tailback was there to run the ball as needed. So he gives us versatility having another tailback in the game, you know, when we need one. Coach, on the, uh, the sack fumble, uh, the, the Atlanta loss for 21 yards, the ball was out. Justin had a chance for a scoop and score. Didn't fall on it. Atlanta did. I mean, the ball ended up getting back in your hands by a punt anyway. But what's the teaching moment there? Is it just get down on it? Is it uh, – I mean, do you, are you fine with the, the attempt at the grab to run it? Or, I mean, where do you, where do you stand on that? Because it's an opportunity, uh, you know, to, to change the field, you know, flip the field, change the possession all 
Yeah. So, so we, um, we, we do scoop and score to start every practice. Um, you know, defense has a little circuit where they punch the ball out and attack the quarterback's hands. And the last one is they run down a line and they scoop and score two balls. And, you know, really uh, we refer to it as like, you know, it depends on whether you're in the city or you're in the country. You know, if you're in the country and you're all by yourself, then you always try to scoop and score. And those are game changing plays. If you're in the city, you know, if there's a bunch of people around you, then you, then you fall on the ball. And so uh, that might, um, it's, it, as I say, it, it sounds a little bit corny, but it's what we've always said. And so I think in that instance, when you're all by yourself, you've got to scoop and score um, and, try to, and try to go make the play. Once you try to scoop and score and the ball bounces around, then the second time you just get on it. It was actually, a, I, I thought, a great hustle play by, by their player to go get on the ball. Um, all that being said to me, it just comes down to fundamentals. Um, when we go to scoop and score, we always want to get to the side of the ball, not, not right in front of it. So our feet don't kick it. And um, so I, you know, without studying it, you know, in, in tremendous depth, um, I would always tell Justin to pick it up, but it just comes down to the fundamentals of getting to the side and getting our hands in the proper position. Um, and as you said, it, it worked out for us, but uh, I would want him to try to scoop and score that ball. All right, we can get one more question in. Let's go to Josh for the final one. Uh, hey, Coach. I actually have seven questions. No, I'm just joking. Uh, just, just one. Um, we saw yesterday that Trey Boston gave out some game balls in a locker room. Is that something that you've done with your veterans giving out game balls versus the coaches? And, and how does that kind of uh, – how much does that mean for, for uh, vets to give game balls to other players and vice versa? Yeah, that just kind of happened because I was I was joking, saying, you know, do we have to give out game balls every game? And and Trey said, well, I know there's one guy that deserves it, and he started pointing at Mike, who was standing next to him. I said, well, then you give it to him. So then then he did it. And uh, um, yeah, there's 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 you know, it, it was just really a, a fun way for all of us to interact and relax and give the ball to Mike. And so um, um, you know, Mike, and I think we gave one to uh, JB maybe, but. Uh, um, yeah, that just kind of happened, and it was cool that it did. I thought Trey did a great job. All right, Coach, we appreciate you taking the time. Thanks, now. Hey, Danny, hope you're doing well today. Um, I know we asked you about Robbie. It seems like every week, but he keeps uh, surprising with, with everything he does, particularly on these underneath routes. I'm wondering how much time did you guys spend in South Florida working on expanding his game and his route running? And what are you seeing specifically out there on the field now that is proof that that worked? Um, the thing about Robbie, man, he, he's just a guy who shows up and he's all ball. Um, you know, we were able to work from the time we both signed in Carolina up until the day before we reported. And, uh, um, you know, I think he really, you know, took pride in just wanting to run routes. I think um, for the most part, during the offseason, I had him in the slot running routes, just getting the feel for different things, learning how to play at a slower speed sometimes. And you watch him out there now, he's just making plays for us. But, um, you know, he's a guy who's, you know, motivated by that room that he's in. You look at DJ Curtis. You know, those guys make plays, too. And, you know, all those guys take pride in just being the guys that, that bring, you know, the explosiveness to the offense. Is there one place you saw him make the most progression, though? I mean, none of us ever gets to see him do these type things before. Um, You know, I think it was always in him. I just think that uh, maybe the systems that he was in and, 
you know, how this league works when, when you're labeled one way, you know, it's like, you know, that, that, that travels with you, but you know, all you ask for is an opportunity to do some different things. And that's all he's asked for. And he's been doing different things for us and uh, he's been having some success. So, you know, we're all happy for him. Thank you. All right, let's go to Miles Simmons and then Josh Klein. Hey, Teddy, uh, I think we might ask you this yesterday too, but upon reviewing the film, just what's working for you guys right now in terms of pass protection? You're not getting sacked um, in, in the last couple of weeks. Um, I think we're all just communicating well. And um, honestly, there were some things um, we didn't do so well uh, yesterday, but you know, I think what's happening is, man, we're, we're getting the ball out fast enough sometimes to, to beat pressures or you know, guys are just squeezing and bumping back and protections and different things allow me to just uh, operate and get the ball to our playmakers. Hey, Teddy, um, we saw you interact uh, with a, a Panthers fan as you were kind of coming off the field. And I think one of the, like, underrated things that we don't maybe even think about is the fact that you know, you came to this team as, as the new quarterback, new kind of face of the franchise, but you haven't really gotten that chance to be off the field, interacting with fans, introducing them to who you are um, kind of as a person. You're kind of stuck through Zoom and through conference calls and things like that. Um, have you noticed that at all, not kind of getting that, that ability to kind of uh, indoctrinate yourself into the city of Charlotte? I mean, that, that's honestly been the story of my career. Um, you know, I think it goes unnoticed and, and sometimes it, it, it happens too late. Whereas, you know, people don't really appreciate you until, you know, you're gone or, or different things. They never really get the opportunity to really know you because we're under helmets and, you know, things like that. But, you know, this year, you know, it's been tough with everything going on with COVID and everything. And of course, you know, safety is prim uh, primary right now. But, um, you know, I just <laughs> try to live with conviction, be myself, you know, um, and eventually people grab gravitate towards my personality. So, yeah, we haven't had the opportunity to really interact with fans this year. And, you know, hopefully they're getting to know us more and more. I think our uh, social media team, they do a great job of this. You know, portraying us as, as football players and as you know individuals in society as well. So hopefully the the content that we're putting out, you know, it's enough for them to just continue to get to know us. All right, let's go to Skylar Callahan and then Deshaun Brown. Hey Teddy, congrats on the win. Uh, I believe you're second right now in completion percentage in the league. Uh, just a five weeks into the season, I mean, what does that say? Do you think? Do you think about your comfort in this offense and the trust that you that you have in the receivers, the backs, the airline, the whole thing. And um, it's, it's just speaks volumes to, to the guys. Um, you know, when we call pass plays, guys are, you know, spaced up properly in the right areas, allowing me to just sit back there and get the ball to them. Those guys are, you know, making contested catches and making plays for us. And, you know, um, that's just fun, you know, to, to have as a quarterback. So, um, you know, I'm just – I credit all of that to, to the guys. Hey, Teddy, this is Deshaun Brown with WSOC. We had a chance across the league to see both extremes yesterday with Dak Prescott going down, but also Alex Smith returning to the game. 
What resonated with you about both of their stories and what they experienced yesterday? You know, and um, I think it's 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 one of those deals. Is is if you're if you're in Dak shoes, it's tough. You know, um, but hopefully that you know he has a team around him outside of you know just a football team but a supporting team support team and his family and friends who who, who will be there to keep him lifted mentally um you know it's one of those deals you hate to see it and and especially to one of the stars of this league um and it's very unfortunate and then you know you look at alex returning and you know it's just some some light you know back into you know everything that happened yesterday um, you know, it was just great to see, you know, him out there, you know, I'm pretty sure it meant a lot to, you know, to that football team, but even more to his family and the ones closest to him, because I'm pretty sure they were the ones, you know, by his side during those dark days. And, you know, they know more about what he had to go through than us on the outside. So, you know, it's a day full of highs, a day with some lows and, you know, um, for the, for the lows, you just pray for those guys. You pray for a guy, a guy like Dak and hope to see him back out there. You pray for his recovery. And for Alex, you just continue to pray for him and, and pray for his health as he continues to move forward. All right, guys. Well, uh, we have time for three more before we rotate. So let's go to Jason Huber and then Joe Person and finish with Josh Klein. Hey, Teddy. Uh, Jason Huber with WFNZ. With obviously, you never want to lose. You know, I mean, we've talked to you. You never want to lose a guy like Christian McCaffrey. But with what Mike Davis has has done, and and we've talked to you every week now, but especially yesterday when you know Matt Rule mentioned one of the biggest you know plays by him was just seeing his situational awareness. For example, right before half, when he's able to get out of bounds, get through those get through those contact tacklers. Just how what have you seen from him that that that's had him fit in so easily? for Christian and, and how he's made your job and, and the offensive jobs just a little bit easier. Um, like I continue to say, Mike just plays angry and that's what you love to see. Um, he's out there with a chip on him, on his shoulders and he's a smart football player. Um, and I used to talk with him back during training camp when I first, when we first got here, I was just asking what, what kind of player was he? And, you know, so many people had told me, oh, he's just a, a power back power back and I was like oh okay so then you see him running routes and it's like wait I thought you guys said it was a power back so you know I started talking to him more and more and you know he just used to tell me like man when I was in Seattle I was the guy on the field doing two-minute situations you know coming out of the backfield catching the ball and things like that and it it clicked because you watch him and one-on-ones doing training camp against linebackers he's winning his reps Watching him run football, he's running aggressive, he's angry. So he's added a, a huge spark to the to this offense. He's just, you know, matching that that tough mentality that we that we've talked about and um he's putting it on display. Hey Teddy, following up on what you were talking about earlier and how uh, sometimes, you know, you said it's been the story of your career, you know, that sometimes folks connecting to you too late. How difficult was it in, in your mind to come in here and follow a guy like Cam Newton, who, you know, was a fan favorite and all, all that, 
And, you know, how much did, did you kind of consider that, you know, when, when you knew that the Panthers deal was going to, was going to work out? I mean, it, it, it's, you know, for me, it's one of those deals where it's like, man, just go be yourself. And, and I try to live with conviction with being myself. Um, I understand, you know, Cam was a fan favorite and he still is, but at the end of the day, my job is to win football games. You know, I'm not here to really try to win people over. You know, only way I'm trying to win them over is by winning football games. So, you know, I think what what's happened so far in my career is, you know, the the folks in Minnesota, they loved me, they appreciated me, you know, and then I started winning, they appreciated me even more. In New Orleans, they didn't really know me at first, and then we started winning and they started coming around and you know, who knows, you know, what's in store for the future here. But, you know, that's been the current trend of my career. So it's like, man, at the end of the day, all I got to do is just go play football and the rest will take care of itself. I can't, you know, pinch myself or lose sleep over someone not liking me. And at the end of the day, you know, I play this game for the guys in that locker room and uh, my family. And that's about it. Well, and to quick follow up, just how satisfying is it to have done what y'all have done? I, I get it's only a, a, a start of what you want to accomplish, but the, the, how satisfying the last three weeks have been? I mean, it's, it's good to win. You know, we're never just satisfied. You know, we want to continue to stay motivated. You know, we play this game to win. And, um, you know, it's good to see our hard work, you know, uh, resulting in victories these past couple of weeks. So we just want to make sure that we just continue to work hard and understand, you know, what's worked for us these past three, three weeks, which has been working hard on Wednesday and Thursday and, and making the games on Sunday, you know, become that much easier. All right, let's go to Josh for the final question. Hey, Chetty, uh, I'm curious what happened um, right before you guys got on the field for that last drive of the first half. Um, you get the ball back at your own 11 with, I think it was like a 130 on the clock, 134. Um, what did, did you kind of gather the offense together and talk to them and say, Hey guys, we got to go down and score. Um, Coach Rule talked about those, those middle eight, the last four and first four of the before halftime. How important is it to, to get the job done right there? Uh, it's very important, especially in a game like, knowing Atlanta would get the ball back after halftime. So we just wanted to make sure we took advantage of that opportunity, trying to capitalize and maximize on every possession that we got. And that was a huge drive for us. Hello? Hey, Zach, you hear us? Um, so with that, uh, Miles, do you want to start us off with the first question? Sure, no problem. Uh, hey, Zach, um, when a lot of guys have to go out on defense as they did yesterday, um, and you guys are still able to do what you do, I mean, how tough is that, and um, how, how are you guys able to do it? Uh, I won't necessarily say it's tough, but I, I, I think we just work on that throughout the week. I mean, if you, um, you know, 
look at how we work and look at how we practice, you know, the things that we do set up all the guys to, you know, be able to be successful at whatever position they go in at during the week because we do that during the week. So, you know, we just don't put guys in the box and lay, you know, and make them do this, do one thing during the week. We uh, actually, everyone plays different positions and everybody does different jobs and then we just try to execute them on Sunday if we need to do it. All right, guys, just a reminder, use the raise hand function if you have any questions. Uh, let's go to Josh Klein for the next one. Hey, Zach, um, we talked to Coach Rule a little bit ago about the, the issues that you guys were having a little bit yesterday with the run defense, and he talked about the, the gap discipline. If you could talk about what, uh, what that means exactly for, for a big guy up front and how, how you improve on that. Is there something you can drill down? Is it, a, is it mental? Is it physical? Um, how, how does that get better? Uh, it's just key work, honestly. That's, that's really all it is, is key work. And um, focusing on your key and attacking your key in whatever direction it moves in. Um, you know, and it's, you can't really make it anything more than, more than that, you know. So that's really what it is. We just got to key, key our guys better. And, you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. But you just like to, you know, win more than you lose, obviously. And, 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 and focus. That's really all it is. It's key work locking in and focus. All right, let's go to Joe Person and then Elena Getzenberg. Zach, um, wondered if you ever have competed or, or faced Teddy in a regular season game. Uh, and just he seems like a, a tough guy to sack, not necessarily because he's a big guy. But just he gets rid of the ball so quick and makes quick decisions. Wondered what your thoughts were on that. Uh, I mean, uh, obviously I enjoy it. <laughs> you know, he. Uh, it's nice when you know when you're sitting on the bench and um, it's third down and they all you know everyone's always like defense get ready. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, you, you know we you know we got Teddy Bridgewater and I've seen him convert a lot of a lot of third downs. You know, this year so far, so. Um, it, it's cool, man. T Teddy knows what he's doing, and he, he keeps drives going um, when they need to get going, and um, I, I think he's doing really well for us. Um, it's fun to watch him. Hey, Zach. Um, I was curious to know, Marquis Haynes is someone who played ended up playing a lot of snaps yesterday. We don't really talk about a whole lot, but he had a sack yesterday. And I guess how would you say, you know, you've seen him perform this season? Uh, I've seen him perform the same way he's, he was performing during camp, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm, at this point in the season, I'm surprised that he doesn't have more sacks uh, based off the camp that he had. You know, so, I mean, it's, 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 it's cool. It's, it's starting to, you know, come full circle. And that's the same thing for a lot of guys. You know, I'm surprised Burns doesn't have any more sacks. You know, I'm surprised KK doesn't have any more sacks in the, in the little bit of snaps he's played um, so far this season, you know, due to injury. Um, you know, it's 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 all it's it's starting to come together. You know, it's it's still you know relatively early in the season, and um, you know we're still learning a lot, and uh, and um, you know it's, it's getting better. You know, guys are playing better, and guys are getting more comfortable and playing more comfortable. So it's 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 cool to see those things uh, start to come to fruition. If I could just follow up on that, I was curious. You know, the sacks are starting to come together, but is there anything in particular you attribute to, like you just mentioned, you feel like some guys should have more sacks than they have. Is there anything you attribute the low number of sacks to maybe, you know, a little earlier in the season? Uh, no, honestly, I mean, if you look at the film, a lot of guys are are winning their rushes, um, especially on the edge. 
Um, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, somebody reaching their hand out. You know, football is a game of inches. So, you know, it, it's – you turn the tape on and it's happening. You know, you turn the tape on and guys are winning rushes and they're beating guys one-on-one. Um, like I said, especially on the edge. So, it's just a it, – it's a matter of inches. I mean, it, it, that's really all it is. Guys are getting there. You know, quarterbacks are stepping up. Quarterbacks are getting rid of the ball quick. And, um, you know, it's – it's, it's going to start happening come in bunches. All right, guys, we have time for two more. So let's go to Mike Salarte and then finish with Jonathan Alexander. Sorry about that, Josh. Uh, Zach, just kind of dovetailing off of uh, you saying things are coming together. I asked this to Coach Rule earlier. You guys are a team, but are you feeling like you're becoming a team, you know, in the way that you guys yeah. are complimenting each other. And I mean, there is a difference in, in the words there, but just you guys feeling like through five games now, you guys are starting to become that, you know, that full fist of a unit as opposed to five fingers. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely understand what you're asking. And I mean, I think we are. I mean, you know, COVID didn't help a lot, you know, to be completely honest with you, especially when you got a new staff coming in that's trying to build a new team. So a lot of these guys, I mean, usually, you know, I'll, I'll know a few guys on the team. But, like, you know, when I had signed to the Carolina Panthers, I really truly hadn't met anybody on the team. Like, um, I mean, other than Matt Paradis and uh, Christian. Me and Christian uh, trained together a few times in the offseason. And um, me and Matt played together. But then, you know, Schofield signed, so I knew Schofield. So that's three guys. Um, but I didn't know anybody, you know, and those are all offensive guys. You know, if you if you listen to the names, I just named. So I didn't know I hadn't met anybody on the team face to face before I had got here. You know, so it was and it was a lot of that. It was like that for a lot of guys here. So, you know, we were still learning each other, you know, still learning. You know, football is a game, but, you know, it's a lot of different personalities within that game. So you got to learn the people that you're around and learn the locker room and learn who likes what, learn what kind of jokes you could play on who and who doesn't like to joke as much or who doesn't like to be as vocal. You know, you got to learn that stuff and then you got to let people be who they are. And I feel like um, that's kind of where, where we are now when it's a, it's a beautiful thing when that starts to come together. Hey, Zach. Um, Jonathan Alexander, Charlotte Observer. Hope you're doing well. Uh, Appreciate that, bro. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Um, I just want to wish your impressions of uh, uh, Derek Brown. I know you had a lot of you know, high expectations coming into the season. Um, what are your impressions? What do you think about his play so far? I mean, Derek is a, Derek is a good football player, man. Uh, Derek is young. Derek is still learning. You know, Derek has some crazy, crazy freakish ability. You know what I'm saying? That that I really haven't seen from anybody else I've ever played with. And um, he's just, he, you know, he's really starting to put it together. I mean, he's leading the team, I think, in TFLs right now. And, um, I mean, you, you see, if, if you, again, if you look at the tape, you look at what Derek does to other, you know, grown men on the football field, it's, uh, it's it, you know, it's, it's pretty remarkable for him to not get any preseason games at all in his first, you know, NFL action to be against guys, you know, like real guys, you know, not just, you know, anybody players, you know. So he's he's playing against some guys. You know, last game he played against Alex Mack, who's played a lot, a lot of football, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, he's he's learning and he's getting a lot better, but, you know, Derek is um Derek is doing good things and we're gonna keep leaning on him to make plays in the run game like he's been making.
Hello. Hey, John, you can hear us on your end? Yes, sir. Loud and clear. How y'all doing? All right, perfect. Guys, we got John Miller here. Answer questions you guys have for him. Um, please use the raise hand button if you have a question. Let's go to Joe Person to start us off. John, appreciate you being on here today. Um, spoke no we, we know about your connection with Teddy. Obviously, you've talked about it. He's talked about it. And wonder just um, when, when, when you heard he was coming in here and he was going to be following a guy like Cam, what made you uh, kind of confident that he had the right personality to, to kind of handle, you know, kind of being that guy to come in here and, and, and start, you know, anew after Cam? Uh, you know, for me, it, it was exciting, you know, because, you know, I, I pretty much knew Teddy, you know, since high school, you know, we was high school rivals and I was just always watching him on the other side of the ball and thinking like, wow, this, this guy's going to be something special. He's going to be great. And, uh, and it just happens. It, it turns out that, you know, we, we met back up, uh, at the University of Louisville and we spent three years there together. And, uh, I always knew, you know, you know, that he had that type of leadership, uh, that type of humble confidence. And uh, he was just, you know, always a guy who you can approach about anything. Uh, he's very open, very well-spoken. Uh, and he's just a natural-born leader. Um, and he's a really, really talented, talented quarterback. And so it was, it was great to spend those three years with him. Uh, and then you follow him all through, you know, his NFL career, no game drafted in the first round uh, to the Minnesota Vikings. And, uh, you know, obviously he had his ups and downs um, and he, he got hurt and it was, it was a freak accident. And, you know, and, and I know Teddy and just knowing Teddy throughout the years that, you know, he got a strong faith belief, you know, and a, and a great support system. And just to see the way he overcame uh, all those different obstacles uh, that was thrown his way. It's just remarkable, um, and, it, and it says a lot of it says a lot about who he is as a person, and uh, and who he is as a football player uh, as well. And so it, it's not it's not by surprise that you see him uh, back back where he is today through his faith, through his support system, and just being a and just being a great guy. Um, so I, I always knew that <clears throat> that you know playing on the field with him was something special. Right, let's go to Skylar Callahan and then Josh Klein. Hey, John Skylar here with Sports Illustrated. You guys haven't given up a sack in the last two weeks, and it's really it kind of even went back to the LA Charger game. I think uh, there's some positive signs that are coming out of that game as well. What have you seen um, in particular, maybe that has really changed with this offensive line? Is there anything, one thing in particular that has made you guys click? Uh, I, I can't really pinpoint it to one thing. Um, and, and to be honest with you, it's a combination of, of, of a lot of different things and variables that plays a part of it that, uh, you know, that people don't, you know, people who don't know football don't really pay attention to it. Uh, when, you know, you, you said the last past two games we haven't gave up any sets. And, and part of that comes from, you know, us getting better as the season goes on. I would say that um, from a technical stand, standpoint, from a cohesiveness uh, and just really getting to know each other. But a lot of that comes from, you know, Teddy taking a good drop, getting the ball out of his hands early, receivers being detailed in their routes um, and getting open. 
in running backs and protection as well as tight ends. So you have to contribute all of those different things. And I, and I think that's why uh, you, that, that you see, you know, we haven't gave up two sets uh, in the past two games. That's because, you know, all those different things, people getting open, Teddy getting the ball out of his hands and us um, getting them time to complete a pass back there. Hey, John, uh, with Russell and Chris back on the left side, I think this was the first time you guys had all five uh, offensive linemen play the whole game that were kind of envisioned as the starters going in. How important do you think it is to to gel as a group and, uh, and you know, on that right side of the line, how do you feel that chemistry coming along with Taylor Moten uh, next to you? Uh, you know, it, it, it's, been, it's been real, real easy. Uh, I would say, you know, to to play with uh, Timo on the right side, you know, a guy who just shows up each and every day. You know what you're going to get. He's the same guy on and off the field, great person, uh, and, and even a, a, a better football player. Uh, so, you know, me and Timo, we just show up to work each and every day. And I, it's funny, I go out there, he say, what you what you getting better on? Two things. Give me two things you, you getting better on today in, in practice. In the pads and the run, you know, and, and then I tell him, and you know, and then I ask him the same question. So, you know, um, that's kind of our mindset, you know, going into practice each and every day. Uh, we have we have Matt P uh, at center, you know, happy birthday to the, the Matt, um, and he he's just very small, intelligent guy, uh, hard worker, grinder. Um, and then on the on the left side, you got a guy who like Chris uh, Chris Reed, you know, everything that he. He dealt with, he battled with, man, through COVID, you know, and through training camp, a guy who just shows up with his hard hats and his hard boots, and he's, he's ready to go. Uh, and, and then, of course, you got Russell O'Connor, uh, Russ Dickless, I call him, just, just, just a savvy veteran guy, you know, who's going to bring that leadership that you want. Uh, very experienced, you know, I don't know how many games he played, but, you know, the, a guy been in the NFL, uh, and been playing at a high level for 11 years. Uh, and so you, you kind of see, you know, as a group, you know, we just, we, we just bonding together and, 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 and having fun, you know, playing with each other out there on the field. All right, let's go to uh, Miles Simmons and then Joe Person. Hey, John, um, when you guys can, uh, you know, uh, have a long drive as you did at the end, of uh, yesterday's game really takes so much time off the clock in the fourth quarter. How much pride do you guys take in that? And can you kind of feel the will of the defense sort of sucking away as, as you continue to get first downs? Uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, going and watching that first game, and I hate to go back, but, you know, uh, we, we didn't convert that fourth down, you know, and, and we thought that we had a chance to win that game had we did convert that fourth and one. And, you know, just just going through those meetings and watching that film, man, it was it kind of left a bitter taste in our mouth. And, and we 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 set out and we say, you know what, we need to be better. And uh, a lot of guys took ownership in that. And uh, and 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 we all came together as as an offensive unit. And we say, you know what, we 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 can't have that. You know, we have to be better. We have to be more detailed in the things that we're doing. Um, and so, you know, when when we out there, that's our mindset. We want to finish on the field. Uh, you know, we, we, we called a couple runs and, you know, the way that Mike Davis is running the ball is, is, is astounding. It's, it's, it's crazy. 
he literally runs like he's pissed off, and, that, and that's what he said. And that's what you see on film when you turn on the film and you watch Mike D do his thing. Uh, he runs like he, he's pissed off. And we got guys who stepped up, uh, like Reggie Bonifant, uh, and, and, and also we had uh, Kirko Samuels. We had him back there. And, and man, he, he gave us a, a real good spark that run he had. And, and Russell kind of kind of was picking him up and, and pushing him along, man. But, you know, you have guys who's committed uh, and who's bought into what, what we're trying to get done here uh, at, at, at Carolina Panthers. And um, credit credit to the receivers, man, downfield making blocks. Uh, that, that's that's how that's how you you get those those execution. You break those long runs, guys. You know, doing their job and doing their one eleven and, and, and getting it done. Uh, and so you know, that's 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 how you see those those big runs um, later in the fourth quarter. And, and you know, and we we do that in, in Wednesday practice. That's our mindset. Uh, we have runs going in and you know we want to come out there Wednesday practice and, and, and be physical in a run game and that's kind of the mindset we take in into the week. John I have a two-part nickname question. Uh, can you give us the origin of Big Boosie? <laughs> can you repeat uh, I, I didn't quite hear what you said you call Russell and can you give us the history of that nickname? Uh, so uh, uh, a little history of, of where the, the nickname Big Boosie come from. Uh, you know, that I, I was given that name in, in high school. Uh, I, I went to Miami Central down there in, in Miami. Uh, and so that, that was kind of a nickname. I showed up. I was probably, I was probably in the 10th grade or something like that. And uh, at the time, at the time I was, I was on JV and I came out there with a haircut. I don't know if y'all familiar with the rapper. Uh, Labusi, and he, he the way he wears his hair is it, it, it's kind of like a fade, if you know what a fade is. And so I walk out there with a the fade, and they're like, 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 yo, like, well, you you, you got that same haircut as that that rapper Labusi, and he was like, but you big as hell, we can't call you Lil Boosie, we gonna call you Big Boosie, and, and that's kind of how it came about, and that's kind of how it stuck. Um, and you say you had a two part question. I, I I I don't know. I just call Russ Russ Dickless. Uh, I don't, that's that's kind of a nickname that that I got from, uh, and it just it just kind of kind of came to me, and I just went with it. Still didn't hear what you're calling Russ. I'm sorry, and that was a great big boosty story. Russ Russ Dickless. All right, let's go to Josh Klein for the next question, and then we'll finish up with Elena. Hey, John, uh, this might be kind of looking backwards a little bit, but um, last year you were in Cincinnati that had, a, on paper, had at least a little bit of a similar situation to this year. New coach, um, team that seems like they're kind of in transition uh, for much of the roster. They started out the season 0-2 there. You guys started out the season 0-2. What was the difference um, in the locker rooms or, or just the, the feeling? Was there a difference? Could you feel a, a difference on this team? That uh, that that you think maybe allowed you guys to to turn it around and and win three straight? Uh, well, you know, I, I I can't speak on you know the Cincinnati Bengals locker room. I can't speak on last year, uh, all that program over there. But I can speak about what what we have done. You know, at the Carolina Panthers, we have we 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 gone on two and you know just watching the just watching the film and you know guys taking ownership. Uh, 
of what, 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 what we was out there doing. And, you know, as a collective, we just came up and said, you know what, we had to play better. We had to buy in. And, uh, you know, it, it's going to take everybody to go out there and do their job, you know. And, and so we, we made that decision to, uh, to all come together. And, you know, we, we started on two and, and we have one three in a row. And man, it's, it's a exciting thing, you know, when you win. And it's tough. It's tough to win, you know, in this league, uh, in, in, a, in the NFL. And so, whenever you, whenever you win, you know, you enjoy it uh, for 24 hours, and, and you move on to the next opponent. And you know, we just trying to go one and note each week. Hey, John Alina Getzenberg. Um, I was curious. Um, you know, what is the impact of having Russell back at left tackle just on the line as a whole? And then I was also wondering, could you describe Russell maybe off the field, like kind of who he is as a person? Uh, yeah, so Russ off the field, man, he, he's a great guy, uh, real, real, real personable guy. You know, you can come up to him, ask him anything, talk to him about anything. Um, and, and that's just kind of who he is. Uh Great guy to be around, man. A guy who just lights up the room. Uh, funny guy, but at the end of the day, you know, when when it's time for business, it's time for business. And I'm sorry. What what was the was was what was the first question you had? Yeah, could you get an impact on the line of having him back at left tackle? Uh, you know, we we have guys who who stepped up. You know, Trent stepped up. Uh, G Little stepped up. And, and you know when you have when you have guys who, who are willing to step up and when they when they never call you know they they go out there and and, and they and they perform you know but definitely just having Russell Batman you, like I said a 11, 11 year guy um, a pro you know you you got that experience and uh, you know what you're gonna get uh, for Russell so that that's that's probably uh, the benefit of having him back out there man and it, it, it felt good having him back out there. All right, Jonathan, if you have uh, one last quick question, you can ask it right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I got a quick Hey, John, Jonathan Alexander, Charles Zerber. I just want to know how tall was the Boosie fade. You say what? I just said, I just want to know how tall the, was the Boosie fade. It, it was it was a mid fade. It went, I ain't go too crazy with it. You had a part in it too? Nah, I ain't had no part. That, that's more like some juice type style, that boy. Appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you, John. We appreciate you taking the time today. No problem. Appreciate you guys.